0: Howdy, folks. Happy Tuesday. For a second there, I wasn't sure if StreamYard was going to be kicking into gear. It took a little bit, but we are here. We've got some things to discuss today. Uh, We have uh, a preview. uh, I think Eck will be posting to his blog any second on the New York Rangers. Uh, It's a rather uh, historic day in the history of hockey uh, that we'll discuss. Uh, But Russ will start us off with the pre-show.
1: So let's talk about um – nfl coaching it seems like
0: Mm.
1: it's very hard to get a good young coach these days in the sense that if you're getting a see and here's what i want to differentiate when someone hires a coordinator but he's a first-time coach i don't care what you did as a coordinator right you go back to being a coordinator and you might be the best coordinator in the league Uh, i think you know the guy in Tampa Bay who used to coach the jets might say that, but he wasn't a good coach. is mm-hmm. different. You gotta have different sensibilities. You have to let go of what you were good at and you know, Todd Bowles is the name mm-hmm. I was thinking of yeah. and you have to let go what you're good at and get everything else to merge. And I think what we're seeing in this league is that Guys like you know Robert Sala from the Jets and Nick Sirianni from the Eagles and you know some of these first-time guys trying to break in, it's very difficult. And there was a very embarrassing play for the Eagles yesterday. Brian Baldinger, former Nassau Community alum like me, um, pointed out that on a goal line stand, the Eagles had ten guys out there.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they. I, I was I was actually checking out again the the peyton and eli broadcast no i i actually like it i actually i mean thing is it's like the, when they concentrate on the game it's actually good when they're yesterday they had lebron james on. i don't care
1: that he was offered a contract and yeah. other other sports right so
0: everything, so everything was lebron and you know what honestly i'm sick of lebron when he's playing basketball let alone when he's pointing they're talking about football great you know about linebackers and defensive backs thanks lebron um, not like getting hit. I'm sure. The only thing I can say about LeBron is at least he's not a shirker like apparently Kyrie Irving is. Um, but uh, but no, um, yeah, I mean, I have to say this, and you've you said it about the Jets and their new coach, and uh, who was a defensive coordinator in San Francisco, and he doesn't he didn't really put a lot of experience on the staff, no, none. The one thing that that Sean McDermott and Buffalo did, um, he had been an assistant coach for a long time in the NFL in Philadelphia, then in Carolina. He brought in Leslie Frazier, who was a longtime defensive coordinator. God, I'm old. Um, I remember him as a quarterback. I think. Yeah he 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 brought in. Um, first an experienced offensive coordinator uh, from Denver, then he brought brought in Brian Dable, who was the uh, offensive coordinator with the Patriots and with Alabama, and he's probably going to be head coach in the next year or so. But what he did was he brought in experience. He realized he was inexperienced, so he brought experience with him, at least some experience with him. And that I think that helped, you know, that showed a match, showed a uh, uh, you know, an intelligence that he needed somebody with experience to be a sounding board. And, uh, and also that, uh, you know, it it's, it's, it's a situation where you can't be out on a limb. And some of these young coaches are out on a limb. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's put it this
1: way. I'm not against a coach who's under 40 years old, but I am against it. If they have no place to turn when they're having troubles. And so you know, the Jets have that problem right now, and there's other teams that have that problem. And that's where the experience does come in. So, if I were an NFL owner, I would pay these coaches what they want, these experienced coaches, and I would never bring in green coaches because it's just too much of a learning curve. It really is.
0: Yeah. The one problem is like in the NHL, you have too many recycled coaches. And in the NFL, um, I think they're maybe too quick to go to the inexperienced coach coach because they're yeah. cheap because yeah. like, I mean, I wouldn't want to hire Rex Ryan again. I mean, Rex, no. you know, but there are coaches out there. I mean, I, I don't pretend. I hire him as a defensive coordinator. Sure. I don't particularly think that, uh, that Mike McCarthy is a fantastic head coach. Even He's not, though- did you see all the time that
1: clicked off yesterday? No. At the half? Yeah. I mean, like, what are you doing, Mike? You could, you could have gotten a field goal. Why are you satisfied? with 27 points try for 30 what is wrong with you
0: but you know for all the for all the criticism before the season and all the skepticism regarding the raiders you know they're three and zero and gruden yeah
1: but they started off hot last year let's see yeah, what happens when it's like week 10 let's see what their record is then. i know
0: but uh you know i mean there is something to say about the experienced coach mm-hmm. and if they mm-hmm if they make the playoffs then you know he's not going to lose his job and neither is May. He,
1: he won't lose his job anyhow they can't afford not to have him on staff he, he they still owe him too much money like he's got safety and money
0: now um tonight begins the stretch run for the of the final week of the major league baseball season and it's been a bizarre one i mean oh, yeah. Uh, in the national league, you know, who would have predicted the St. Louis Cardinals win sixteen games in a row.
1: They started when they swept the Mets and they never looked back. I know. That's they just, really they, the series.
0: Yeah. It's like, you know, hey, well, Adam Wainwright's still around, Russ. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> but um you had to
1: write about him. Like he he's having a phenomenal year. Like this guy, it's really and he doesn't throw top speed anymore. He just knows how to pitch.
0: No, it's the old folks home in St. Louis. You got J Happ. You've got John Lester and you've got Adam Wainwright, yeah. but uh, no. In the the, uh, the the race that everybody is focused on is the uh, wild card race in the uh, in the American League. And I'm
1: not focused on it, but I okay. know
0: I oh, I said everybody except you. Um, the um, the Mariners won last night. Pretty much, if you're three games out with six games to go, I think you're out of it.
1: But Plus likely,
0: yeah. Uh, so Seattle basically took out Oakland. I th- believe they're both three games out with six to play. Listen, Oakland deserves to be taken out. They they don't spend money. They come
1: close all the time. They do have good talent. But you know what? I don't care that they got taken out. I would rather see Seattle make it. If they could, it would be a good story, but they probably won't.
0: And the Yankees play in Toronto three games. Now, Toronto, Toronto is two games behind the Yankees, which basically means – if the Yankees win one of three, not to say they're going to settle for it, but if they win one of three, then Toronto only gains a game on them. Right. But but then Toronto finishes the season with three wins against Baltimore, and the Yankees play Tampa. So it, it now Tampa they don't
1: own Tampa like they used to.
0: No, the, the games are in New York. But the thing is, Tampa is also going to want to get their rotation set. Yeah, And, and they're bullpen rested, so you're probably not going to see them go sort of balls out for, for victories. But if they can knock out the Yankees, I'm sure that, that they would they would do that. Well, uh, here's to
1: a Blue Jays sweep.
0: Yeah, eat me. Uh, <laughs> the, the, um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up for regarding baseball, and then we'll start the show. We're just sort of killing time here to act joints, is the report that came out on the weekend – that the Tampa Bay Rays are going to play half their games in Montreal next year. We heard about it before, and then the pandemic killed it. Yeah, the pandemic killed it. The the and obviously, you know, up until July, Toronto couldn't play in Toronto, but uh, now they can, and now teams can cross the border. And it sounds like that next season, th- this is going to be the the case where it's they're going to split forty one games in Tampa and 41 games in Montreal. And all I have to say, uh, say is this, if you can't, first of all, you can't draw 10,000 fans in Tampa for a team that's in first place, one of the best teams in the league. And the only time you fill the building is when the Yankees come to town because they play spring training in Tampa. And, there's, and they're basically the home team there. And you have to ferry out 41 games out of the country. You don't deserve a team. They should know, and it. look,
1: this isn't like the second coming of the Expos. This, and, and the big O is a dump. I don't care that they fixed it a little bit.
0: It's not good. It's probably still leaks when it rains. Well, the question the question here is, is this a precursor of Tampa Bay moving to Montreal? Only if Montreal builds them a stadium. And and I which, again, has failed a million times over.
1: Right. Why yeah. all of a sudden is it going to be good now? Why now? Well, and this is the this is the question. go with the, well, you're going to build a downtown thing. I mean, I yeah. it was 20 years ago. I was on BBC radio talking about this with Washington and them going to Washington and the possibility of them moving. And I kept hearing about all these last minute concocted stadium deals in Montreal, and none of them came through. Not one of them got close.
0: Yeah, I mean. I think there's still a base of fans in Montreal, not a big base, but probably bigger, probably bigger than Tampa. And Tampa has been there for what? 25 years at least. Yeah. So I mean, you know, there's talking about major league expansion. There's talk of them going to Nashville and other places, and maybe that's going to happen. Honestly, expand by one less and move them out of Tampa because that for that, you know, that area has shown no interest in building a new stadium. The stadium there is almost as bad as Olympic Stadium, and, you know, a team that is – you put that team in a new city with how competitive they are, they'll sell out like crazy. But right now, those fans just simply don't care.
1: Look, and, and the Bills did it too for a while when their fans weren't showing up, and with marginal results after a while, it's the, the crowds started to wane there.
0: The Bills? When they went in Toronto. Well, the, no, that, no and it wasn't It wasn't because of the crowds. It was because Ralph Wilson could make – he got Ted Rogers in Toronto to pay an exorbitant price for one game, and, uh, you know, it was guaranteed money. He was making more money in the games in Toronto than he was in Buffalo. So after a while, people got pissed off because the the season ticket holders, holders wanted eight games, and they eventually ended it. But he made a ton of money on that. That was a sucker's he deal. He made a
1: ton of money, but I don't think the stands were full. That's
0: my point. Oh, in Toronto, they weren't because – No. They're, in, in Toronto, they weren't because – no, they were always full in Buffalo. They even been there. I know that. I'm talking about the Toronto part. Oh, yeah, because the, because the ticket prices
1: were ridiculous. Well, but that's fine. But it was a failure for a reason. Tampa, it's going to fail there too.
2: Hello.
0: You froze hey. up there. Sorry, guys, you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Let's let's start the show. Yeah, hold on. I was
2: just on about, I was just on a big phone call about ICO. We're going to get into that a little bit.
0: Okay.
2: Kind of crazy. Great All right. Here we but I got a good, we got a, we got a good team today too. All
0: right. All right let's
2: go. I'm going.
1: <laughs> Relax. <laughs>
2: Literally flew in here, man. You should have seen what I've been trying to do. Sorry. Okay. Ready. Here we go. Hello, Hockey World. It's Tuesday, oh. September 28th, 2021.
0: I'm Michael Agello. I'm West phone I- Sorry. I'm Russ Cohen from
1: Sportsology. And I'm Ecklin.
2: fired up. Sorry. You're watching Hockey Buzz on hockeybuzz.com. This is a podcast that comes your Monday through Friday to fill you in on the comings and goings in the hockey world. And today I'm going to tell you my next team that I think is going to win the Stanley Cup. I'm pretty, really confident on this one, too. So I think we're going to be good. I think well, they we're really more, going to be good.
0: They have more chance than the first three.
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. And I, I, actually I think will this say is, that, yes. <laughs> I actually, I actually think you know this might be my team to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. um,
0: Let's not go that far in
2: the Eastern Conference, but we're getting getting to that prediction later.
0: They're they're a dark horse, but let's we'll get to that that
2: prediction later. But let's first um, start. Uh, There, there is some movement today. Um, I have some sources at the NHLPA. um, So with the Eichel thing, I've been chasing down the whole thing about the surgeries, yeah, uh, different stuff like that. And it, I, I'm hearing that I was trying to get the exact thing on the record before I got on here. This is why I'm late. So I got to just think for a second here how I'm going to say this, but I'm hearing pretty good, pretty well, um, we'll, we'll do well. I'm hearing pretty well that um, we're going to have some news on the Eichel surgery in the next 24 hours. That and that we're go- that's going to be something um, going to be a little bit surprising. Apparently, I don't know what that. I, I wish I could say more than that right now, but I think that well, you're uh, seeing a situation where the I think it's likely that Eichel gets the surgery he wants and that the sabers go along with it
0: well okay this is this is a thing that was interesting that uh that mm-hmm. yesterday elliot friedman reported okay his podcast was that you know and normally when he hints at something it's something that he's heard that you know might that probably is going to happen like with the captaincy situation he, he reported that about a week before it actually happened right. he mentioned that yeah, you know, there's an impasse here one side doesn't want to give up the the position that they are in and the other side same thing and he said mm-hmm. this is something that the nhl the league itself would have to move in on because You know, it's depriving the league of a player who is a valuable player who would help either the Sabres or another team. And this stalemate is something that just has to be broken. Uh, And one of the The NHLPA might have stepped in more than
2: the NHL, but go ahead, continue.
0: uh, One of the potential solutions would be that the Sabres reveal the medicals on Eichel to every team. Mm-hmm. to every team that's interested apparently they have only they have only been willing to reveal the medicals the the analysis of the medical situation on his neck to teams that would already have made an offer and right not going to make an offer if they don't know what right. the medical situation is yeah, but i don't think
1: this Sorry about my camera will come
2: back in a second i'm yeah. just reading.
1: i don't think it changes a lot i think you might get one more team interested that wasn't before. I don't think the medicals are going to change anything. It's all about what's going to happen after that. They're not all of a sudden going to kick in the four possible first round value players for because now they got to see the medicals. That's not happening.
0: Well, I don't.
2: And, I don't, I don't disagree, Russ. I think you're right about that.
0: But the, but but the thing is, and I've i talked this. I talked to a couple people about this. Act mm-hmm. um, is that the belief is is that the the main reason that the Sabers. Are not going along with the di- with the uh, disc replacement is purely an insurance situation, right? Meaning whoever right. whoever's insuring his contract will not insure it if he has what they deem is a risky surgery, and that puts all the onus on the Sabers on the fifty million dollars remaining on the deal. Or In that case, they're Or never-
2: it puts the onus on somebody. Um, at some level to convince the insurance company that it's not as risky as they're acting like, you know, the, 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 issue there, you know, and it is about insurance. There's no question about it. Um, um, it is definitely Have about you ever
1: heard of trying to change an insurance company's mind. Yeah.
2: Yes, actually. And I've done it. <laughs> and I think Kevin, it no, it's, it's not, not easy, easy at all. It's, it's hellish. Um, I've done it. Kevin Allen, I think has done it too with his daughter, I've done it with my son. It's, um, it's hellish, but, um, but it can be done. Um yeah. this, of course I'm not trying to ensure a $10 million contract. Right. Um I'm just trying to get the right the right, you know, yeah the medical procedure for my son. But yeah, it's it's it is tricky. And I think that, you know, how this plays out, you know, that that's definitely the issue right now. Um, once he gets the procedure, that could change things. I mean, that could that could that could change things. You know what's um,
1: funny? I don't think teams care which procedure he gets. He, they just want to see that he's going to be on a path to being oh, yeah, no
2: they just want to see how he. they just want to see if that's it don't, i
1: don't think they care either way i don't think they're rooting for one procedure or the other well I, ask
2: the, I asked three teams if they would let him get the procedure if it was on them you know i asked myself yeah. well, if, if this is a situation it, and assuming you know and they all said well the insurance you know would be a thing We have to make sure that that worked out but a couple of them said you know that they would do it anyway like two of them said they would just okay. do it because they, they said the reality is it's it he, his mother's a doctor too you know Michael's mother's a, no, doctor. Is a nurse well she's a not nurse, I mean, a nurse i mean she i know she's in medical sorry and she's a nurse yeah i mean the reality is that no one has more to lose in this than eichel himself you know like you can sit there and say the sabers have a lot to lose by losing eichel yeah sure but the the eichel's got a ton to lose you know i mean he's got a big career going here he's you know. But, he's,
0: it's easy for those teams to say that because in this theoretical situation, they you know they're not giving up anything. If I uh, ask them, ask them, yeah. okay, after you give up four first round equivalents, are you willing to have them do what is deemed to be an experimental surgery? And they're going to no, say, of
2: course. They, I mean, no, right, right. You're right. I mean, I'm not saying, but I, I didn't ask that question. I didn't say, would you trade four for? for if, if I said, would you trade what they want for them? They all said no. I mean, they all say they won't trade what they want until they know if he's healthy. Okay. Right. The question is, will they, you know, would yeah. they be a, would they just say fine? You know, would they basically just say, okay, you know, that's the surgery this kid wants and that's the surgery his doctors are telling him to do. And it's not as experimental as people are making it out to be. It's from everything I've heard. That's the crazy thing about it. It is
1: for
0: this sport. Right. It absolutely right. is. Right. Well, and, I mean, and the and the reason, re- and okay, the reason not why- like a lot of athletes have it You got to so. get
2: surgery every couple of years with the other one. I mean, you're going to continue to have to get surgery five years from now with fusion then that five years from then, you know, and keeping keep having to get surgeries. That's, that's also way more every time you get surgery, it's more risky than having to do it once too. There's a lot of different things there.
0: I, 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 I get that. But again, the re, the re I believe the reason that there's such hesitance on the part of the Sabres is purely because they don't want to be on the hook for that fifty million dollars over the next five years because insurance won't cover. It. Now maybe maybe the solution is that the NHL helps the Sabres find an insurance company that will cover that it. Will cover, I, right. mean, I can just I can just imagine what the premiums on that damn thing will be. Yeah. But- <laughs> try try to
2: insure someone once you're once you have a problem, you know like yeah, insurance doesn't work. That's not usually how insurance companies. You know, my car is broken down. and You don't then call up the insurance company and say, there's, "Hey, what kind of insurance rates can I get?"
0: There's a there's a commercial that's like, "Yeah, <laughs> do, you have, do you have type two diabetes and high blood pressure and you're fat and <laughs> over the age of fifty? Call Big Lou and you'll you'll get an insurance. Oh, I hate paper. those commercials. Yeah, please. for two hundred bucks a month. You know what? I'd rather quote croak and leave my family destitute.
2: Anybody can give you insurance is how they'll, nice they'll cover like and what they'll what they'll well, what they'll have, cover yeah, and man. what they'll do for you. I mean, it's like Big Lou's insurance is gonna will cover like two percent of your bills. Um, it
0: might be Big Lou, but no. Right, yeah, so right, right. Yeah, So I I like
2: I don't know. We'll, we we we'll, we
0: will see what we'll the, get back to this.
2: But I, just, I this is what I want to say about this um, based on the call I was just on. And reason I'm late today is not just negligence. Like it probably it could probably we guessing. I really wasn't. <laughs> it was really, I'm I'm trying to get a, an interview. I have, I interviewed a guy from the NHLPA today. I'm trying to get it on the record. Um, and I'm gonna interview him later. I think either on the record or off the record, this article will be coming tomorrow for me um, about, you know, I might just have to do it off the record. I'd like to do this one on the record because it's a very good source at the NHLPA, and I think it would be more, way more powerful. So I'm trying my best. We'll see what happens. Right. Um. But one way or the other, I'm going to get the information out there. So, and I was hoping to have, you know, and he basically said, "Listen, I got to talk to some people if I'm going to go on the record with this or not." So I had to, okay, okay, fine, no problem. So I have to wait. Anyway, that's what's happening. So stay tuned. On the time things of the games I've seen so far, that I that I two little two little things that I wanted to note, um, in okay. the games I saw so far that I that um. That I thought were kind of, fun. but go ahead.
0: No, just one thing. Well, After that, switch your uh, your thing because you're, you're, shuttering. Oh, is
2: the microphone wrong? I can fix it. I can fix it real fast. Sorry. About not that. the
0: microphone. Your your internet connection. It's your shutter. Oh, it sucks.
2: Shoot. Not? Okay. Well, I'm but gonna uh, that. I'm gonna but, do that now.
0: Yeah. Um. Well. Okay, Russ. Um. <clears throat> last night the uh, Leafs and Canadians were on uh, NHL Network in the states,
2: and internet. you know. Here we go.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's better. Rick. Go
2: ahead. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. So here we go. Um, two things I noticed. Um, first thing I uh, have to do with the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. I watched the game. I watched game one and I have to tell you that I have never seen Michael Nylander look better. Um, just on it, just as far as his lightness on his skates and his vision and everything like that, I mean, granted he's playing against a bunch of players that aren't any NHLers. I'm sure. What, but- what, was he in the press box watching William? Uh, I'm sorry, William <laughs> Nylander.
0: Sorry.
2: <laughs> it's been that kind of day. William Nylander, apologize. I've never. I I thought the way William Nylander looked in that game. If yeah. that is the William Nylander we're going to get this season, with him like t- with him like having the confidence to go to the net, having yeah. his yeah. having having his head up to see the play developing. We're, okay. that that that's a huge
0: that's a difference maker. Um, uh, and you know he looked, that-
2: he looked as good as I've. Did you notice that too, Mike, in that game?
0: Yeah, yeah, but the but the again. I've watched William Nealander since he was eighteen. That's yeah. the William Nylander that you see for twenty games a year. It's the right. William Nealander you see the other sixty when he's a zero. Right. That no, and I, that's, that's 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 what I'm saying. I mean, that yeah. if we if that
2: William Nylander is for real,
1: yeah, that's, then that's he that, gets that's thirty that's goals absolute, every year.
2: Absolutely worth every cent he's getting paid, he, and that's a game changer. He
1: gets thirty goals every year for all the crutching. He
2: seriously. does. No, he does. He does. But he's he's actually better than that. Like the thing. The reality is. He, well, he's, he can't you can be better than 30 you get 30. Okay, he, Russ. He's got like, um, I'm going to say like. Well, he okay. A, his uh, this dad, is going to be a weird comparison maybe, but his, a Kovalev type vision You He sometime. just
0: stole my line act Because uh, I was saying his dad. dad was known as the Swedish Gretzky and his son is the Swedish Kovalev. Because, is that really true? Yeah. That's interesting.
2: I had never heard that before.
0: No, well, the, 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 yeah, Michael Neilander was referred to as the Swedish Gretzky. Okay. And I, mean, I knew that, but I never knew. I never knew. No, I'm, 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 saying, I'm saying it. I was going to make the comparative because oh, okay. is somebody who showed up for 20 games a year and Neander has been that way. Most of his career yes. when he's on, he's one of the best players in the league. He's fantastic. He's got, yeah. speed. he's got strength. He can shoot all that stuff. The problem is in the games that he doesn't show up. He's a liability sometimes. Right. right. I get yeah, that.
1: but okay, but like that's any player. But all I'm saying no. is, no,
2: no, it's like, not any player. He's a special player. Is,
1: it it's is. not. Is he Mike. He had 42 points last year in 50 something games. How much better do you think he is than that? He's
2: 20 What's points better issue? than that. He's a, he's potentially 20 points better than that. I mean, the reality uh, is,
1: 51 games.
0: You think he's he's supposed to have 62 points, Russ? If get he the pe- hell out of here. 50. If he play, if he plays the way he plays at the top level, yeah. he's a point per game player. He is. Especially, with, especially playing with either Tavares or it doesn't matter. He's yeah. never going to be a point per game player. Well, then, then you know what, Russ? He's wasting his talent. He's not no. wasting his talent. This is his
1: talent is what you see. This is not like a guy who's supposed to score thirty who's been getting fifteen or seventeen goals a year.
0: No, he's a guy who could. Who could score forty five? No,
2: yeah, go yeah. This is here. this is where I agree with Mike. I agree with Mike Russ. I mean, I've seen him. I mean, I've always thought that too. But then I, I started starting to give up, and I was starting to think like you were, Bryce Russ, like you're thinking now. Like that is maybe that is what he is, you know. And then, but just like you know, the eye test of him in that it's one game, it's one preseason game, but the eye test that he had in that game where he has like that Panarin-esque type thing to him oh, that no, really
0: there's nothing there's close. close. I won't go no. that far.
2: It's no. it's no it's not that far off
0: it's very far off No, he's not even the he's not the best winger on his own team Let alone... not, no i
2: mean i know he's got you know yeah. listen, i mean that's it's the yeah i mean if he's playing at his best though i think he he can be right there with marner i do if he's playing no he best. can't no i do i don't but the question is now will he be able to do it every game in gaming no game he and,
0: and the, heck, he's 24 years old going on 25. by that age a player is what he is and he what he is is a, an extremely talented but extremely enigmatic player who shows up when he wants to and then at other times is a complete disappearing act now you it's, see it's i, I infuri- don't it's infuriating
2: oh no, i know it's infuriating and i agree with what you're saying but i don't think i don't agree necessarily that a guy at 24 can't figure out what it takes to play every shift like i think that he needs the right kind of player around him. You know, I'll never forget what Yager did in Philly to um for Giroux and, and Voracek and what I saw there because that they took Giroud and Voracek to from really good players to great players by really working on how to play every shift. It was a big difference. You saw it. Um, they he needs a he needs like that Yager type influence of somebody to teach him how to play every shift. And if he has that, it's well. Unlikely. I'm
0: not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's unlikely. Listen, it he's unlikely. a knee-lander. There are
1: certain characteristics in that family. <laughs> that are going to, going to carry over. Like it's just, but he's not a point of game player. He's yeah. never and going to be. And I'll,
0: I'll, I'll just say this because we talked about the, the, uh, the all for nothing series, uh, they, they released a screener to us and I watched right. it over the weekend, uh, when the Leafs lost game seven in the locker room, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, understandable, and Jack Campbell, especially were distraught, were crying, uh, after losing that series. William Neilander was nowhere to be found. He was probably on a racetrack somewhere the day after the game. Uh, so here we go. No, I'm just saying that there's a there, there is a sense of entitlement when it comes to Neilander because fair. I think that exists. Yeah, now, and I
2: think that exists too. And that's what's frustrating about this. So that's why I'm sitting there watching, watching this thing. I'm like, man, oh man, that kid. If he if he could get his if he had his head, if someone could get his head on right, man oh man. All right. Next thing I noticed, I watched the Seattle Kraken. Okay, I watched Seattle Kraken play. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I've been talking about, you know, a couple things about them that I was not sure about. I do like some of the line combinations they used. I like I like him with the line I think Haxal did a good job with his lines. Um the one line of um the Schwartz on it. I'm trying to think of who he's with. He was playing really it was it was it was with Johansson, I think. And what Yanni Gord? No, um the, the, you know, the kid from Boston who's been all over the place. Again. Oh, Donato, Donato, Donato right? Oh, Donato. Donato, Johansson, and Schwartz. I like that. That was, uh, and then also seeing out. You know, they also had Donato at times with um some other players too. Uh, there, and the defense. The defense does look solid. I mean, you know, they really have, they really do have a good defense. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Larson looks
1: solid in preseason. Like I think yeah. like average but NHL ending,
2: you- This is what I want to talk about. Okay. Rubauer, I am totally, hundred percent feeling the same way I have always felt about Grubauer. Uh here we go. No, I mean that he he the th- he is he has potential to be a great goalie and has has played great in situations, but I think that he on a bad team, there's some goalies that are made to play on bad teams like, you know. Ron which, Tugnut. Which is but no, yeah. Flurry. Flurry is actually a good goalie on a bad defensive team. He will he's great, you know, in that situation because Flurry doesn't overcommit himself. It's very easy to overplay the puck. Um and tomorrow, I'm going to show you. guys, I'm going to bring up some some footage that I that I was trying to get ready for today, of some of what I'm talking about with Grubauer because he did this a couple times in the game where he's overplaying the puck and it's costing him. Because, not overplaying the puck, but overplaying the passes and shots, like like going too far, going to, going past his going past his angle a lot. And that's something that go, certain goalies do when they're when they're playing on teams that are giving up a lot of chances, which is what's going to happen with the Kraken. I don't. I think he's gonna. I think that Drejer actually Drazier actually might be a better goalie for that team. And I think I really still stand by my feeling that that was a bad bad move.
0: I think I think the bad move was to sign a goaltender when you're an expansion team to a six year deal for five and a half million dollars. I, I, I I I'm going
1: to ask you a question.
0: I just Who has a higher
1: lifetime save percentage, Philip Grubauer or Pekka Rinne?
0: say that again say that one again. it was a better all-time save percentage, percentage. Yeah, one, one's career is extremely shorter than okay you know, but it's still
1: it's at six or eight years now i mean it's not like it's you know two years and
0: Grubauer was a backup, in in, in Washington, save percentage, is save percentage, Mike has nothing to do with being a backup. Oh, well, coming. more game, more games can affect okay, you. But save percentage. Uh, percentage is.
2: I disagree. Than that we've talked about this before. You save wouldn't be asking that you give it.
0: You wouldn't be asking this question if Grubauer didn't have a higher save percentage. So that's why. Of course, right? The idea
1: is, if I have told you he had a lifetime save percentage of nine twenty, the way Eck talks about him, it would be impossible.
2: No, not I'm just him. saying that i'm well, not we'll saying he hasn't been a a good, i'm not saying he's not a good goalie i'm not saying he's not a good goalie in, in teams that can play solid defensively i'm saying is he the right goalie for this team and i don't think he is and i think that's going to be a problem with them this year it just so it tell feels- me all right
1: so tell me which of these teams had a rock solid defense 2013-14 as a backup he had a 925 with washington was that a rock solid defense back then no
2: no but it's a stanley cup contending team it's a better team than than this team
1: Okay, I mean that's fair.
2: I mean, you're talking about an expansion team here versus two teams he's played on that have both been cup contention teams, right? I mean, both Colorado and not
1: every year. I mean, Washington's always like sort of in it, but they weren't always like you know going to make it to the to the conference final every year. No.
2: Yeah, I mean, no, they're not. No, but they were while he was there. They were a top team, and and Colorado's obviously a top team, and I just think that I think that you know with save percentage you know if you, it, if you're getting easy, if teams are if teams are getting easier shots and and teams are picking up their positions so that you know you just have the shot and they've got the pass that's a one that's a whole different world than save percentage on a team that's that pass that's passing around that's that's, a, that's you know not picking up the passes and putting you in a weird spot it's definitely save percentage is a big time team stat and it's just it's not just like these aren't the same saves that, te- that people are you know it's it's completely well, non—it's a non-scientific stat if there ever was one, you know, because it, it's totally different. Well, every more, every shot that one goalie faces is not the shots that another goalie faces.
0: Well, the most impressive thing that I've heard out of Seattle, and I think this is correct, is that they've they're calling their fans the Geek Squad. I like that. <laughs> That's
2: which, about right? Yeah. You know, I mean, is, I like the climate change arena. I like I like a lot of stuff. I like a lot of the you know the climate pledge arena. There's the good stuff going on in Seattle. But,
0: but just I mean honestly, it's like I mean I I get you know. Just because Vegas made a Stanley Cup final, that was a once in a million thing. They're you know, I don't think Seattle is going to make yeah, the playoffs or not. I, I think they're they're going to be better than a couple teams in their division because there are a couple teams in their division, like Anaheim and San Jose, that are absolutely friggin' brutal. But they're not going to make the playoffs. They're I just not. I want
1: to point this out too to X. Mm-hmm. So last year, as much as you like Ilya Sorokin, and he's on a great team, his Gsaa is five point nine. Rubauer this year it was 14.5 the year before he was 6.5 the year before he was 7.5 the year before he was 10.6 the year before he was 7.6 those are very solid numbers for the for the GSAA. that is a scientific stat and those are very good numbers
2: yeah no I, they are good numbers and I'm um, I'm just I'm really more people just, just like
1: off. to rip on this guy no That's I don't amazing. like to
2: rip on him I'm going off I'll show you tomorrow what I'm talking about in okay. some video it's more going off of just the eye test of things that he's doing that if you're going to play on a team that's going to give up a lot of big chances, which Seattle is going to do, you need certain kinds of goalies are better at that than others. I but, think.
0: But that's right. not. But that's not going to matter unless they're in competition for a playoff spot. Though that that was a signing, and I don't agree with it. But that was a signing for two or three years down the road, not a signing for the here and the now. Compare- no, I,
2: think, I, I think that signing was also a perfect storm in a way. Like, I think, I think the Grubauer signing was a bit of a perfect storm. The Grubauer thing, not, you know, his, his negotiations going on in Colorado, him threatening to go to Seattle, you know, that he would go somewhere else if Colorado wouldn't sign him. Um, continuing to threat that, threaten that. And then also the fact that Colorado sat there and didn't make a move on Carey price when they had a chance to. um, And that, even though that wasn't, you know, the right move to go with Carey Price in most people's eyes, it still was hanging out there for their fans. And I think they felt like they had to, they had a chance to get, you know, the goalie, you know, a Vezina type, a Vezina kind of goalie from, a, from one of the best teams in the league, and they went for it. Um, but I just think that the w- weird thing is that obviously it wasn't their plan because they wouldn't have signed Dredger to all that money if, if you know, if, the, if it was their plan. I mean, they signed – they have two – they
0: have a lot of money tied up in goalies right now. Yeah, but there's the – goal goalies are in short supply. They can always trade Dredger or trade Grubauer, you know, because they can,
2: and they probably will have to trade one of them at some point.
0: Right. And, and really, I mean, 3.5 million is not a lot of money for a goaltender. It's a question of whether Dredger is worth yeah. it, but
2: yeah. I, you know, no, so well, I think, I think <clears> he's, I, I, my prediction is that he will be the, he will he will win that starting job eventually over Grubauer this year, which is going to be a tough one to say.
0: Um, in the category of the and and the hits just keep on coming. Uh, not only is Evander Kane being investigated for the uh, off the ice domestic violence situations, apparently uh, he is also being investigated for breaking COVID protocol. No, so no. It's just, you know, it just it it just
1: it never it never ends with this. I can game. only imagine the establishment establishment that he might have broken
0: protocol with. Yeah. Yeah, a casino could it be? No, no I'm <laughs> thinking of a different kind of establishment, Mike. Who knows? Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Who
2: knows? Who knows? I know it's a tough one. Um, House all school. right. In the last twenty minutes we have, I'd like to get to my usually
0: uh, a place with good chicken wings. Well,
2: Mike. My thing. But do we have anything else before that, Mike?
0: Uh, just, just the, uh, the, the, and it's off the ice news. It's media news, but I think it's uh, notable enough to mention. Okay. Um. Chris Johnston, who is a good friend of uh, the show of the mm-hmm. uh, Off the Post show, who's been on a couple times. Mm-hmm. Russ and I know him, and I'm sure you know him too as well. Actually.
2: Very well, I talked to Chris a lot.
0: Uh, he uh, first of all, he moved away from Sportsnet to sign an agreement with the Toronto Star a couple of weeks ago he started his own podcast as part of the Steve Dangle podcast network. And now today he is joining TSN. So he will be on the insider panel with Peter LeBron and Darren Drager. So if, if you're talking about the insider wars, now it's three to one with TSN having three and Sportsnet having one. Right. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, yeah. Chris
2: is a great guy and, and you know, a big member, he was in Atlanta for a long time. <laughs> That was that's what I remember about Chris. Wasn't Chris Chris Johnson was in Atlanta? Wasn't he? I do no, no, You're what, thinking of Scott Burnside. I'm thinking of Scott Burnside. I'm confusing them. I always confuse he, this he too. Got, took a new gig too. Today. Yeah, right, Scott Burnside are, is with uh I apologize. uh apologize. Yeah, Burnside Burnside was one of the daily face off. He's right. with yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but but no, both um both are great guys. So uh yeah, that's 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 um wow, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, okay. So now so, so um, they win for tsn and hockey buzz we've got more than them anyway so it doesn't matter we're, we're still winning that battle um all right here we go um who 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 do I think today is going to win the Stanley Cup well this was actually a team I was looking forward to doing and I kind of got inspired because I was listening to some people talk about them over the weekend and I really do now firmly believe that the New York Rangers will win the Stanley Cup and um this is a here's my thinking and that i mean it's it's not i know it's not that outlandish but there really is a there really is sort of a formula for winning the stanley cup you know and i'm up my notes here um the, the the formula you know tends to have you have to have a certain amount of young players you need a certain amount of old players you know you want a superstar and and when you go through it the rangers have like this perfect combination of all those things they they're one of the few teams in the nhl that really does check all those boxes um you want a couple of young prospects that are about to explode, you know, and I, and here you have, you know, in Lafreniere and Kako, you really do have two guys that haven't, they haven't lived up to expectations yet. Um, well, Lafreniere
1: only had one year. You, you could say it about Kako. Lafreniere's only had
2: one. Yeah, he's only had one year. Um, but both, both players have only, have really played in this in, in a crazy, in the crazy COVID NHL two years, which, you know, with, with Kako basically two years, Lafreniere one year, where, you know, this is like, we have not seen their development nearly what you'd ignore in a normal scenario i mean young players definitely can use they like to get into sort of you know like a system like a pattern there's been no there's been nothing like that for these guys and uh it's been so random they've been playing without fans they've been they've been off for months at a time um you know like we all were but um i really think that we don't know where these guys really are yet until we see this year start. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see like a development that's way further ahead than we thought. That's my feeling with him. And talking to people who uh, I know a couple of guys who skated with Lafreniere, and they said this kid just looks like everything, right? Like he just looks like incredible right now. And he he has talents that we have not even gotten to see yet. And I don't think he was properly used for hit for what he is in in. No, know, for season. Kept the season he wasn't. Yeah, I think that he's got a coach now that absolutely, in Gerard Gallant, who loves to play players like him like he is he is he is the you know this is the this is the he loves a fast team he loves quick teams he's like, he's like players who play fast the front a and kaka are all of that they both are and so that's the first thing you need your second thing you need is that you need a number one d man which they have you know in adam fox obviously they have a top top flight de- defenseman beyond him they have you know they still have some question marks on defense still but they have they've got a solid enough defense i think that, that you know when you when you put it all together with Fox on top, you get, you get the really solid thing. Every cup need every cup team needs a goalie You can steal games. And in Shashirkin, you have that, you know, you have a goalie who can definitely steal you games. Um, I love Shashirkin. He's one of my top three or four favorite goalies in the league. Um, he is the best poke checker and the, the goalie that we've seen since Marty Brodeur. He is really just absolutely, um, you know, he just can, he plays such a unique and interesting style. Um, he's just, if you're a goalie, he's just you got to watch him play. He's just a lot of fun mm-hmm. to watch, mm-hmm. um, and he's got he's pretty good with the puck too. He's pretty good handling the puck. He's got a lot of interesting skills. Um, every cup needs a superstar, and of course the Rangers have that. You know, um, and Artemi Panarin. Artemi Panarin, who last who last year you know put up a remarkable fifty eight points in forty two games, despite. The fact that you know he we went through all that stuff with Putin and missed time and everything—that yeah. like it's impressive. I mean, th- those numbers are impressive. And every cup needs a solid core of top six veterans who have been misplaced and 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 misguided and at times look terrible, but are hungry to show that they still have something in their game. And in that, um, in Zabinejad and Kreider, you have that. You know, um, and also throw Stroman there, who's also been like around and beaten in different wow. places and different things like that um Kreider especially talking to talk to a a big ranger source today and everyone says Kreider's a guy to look out for because there's a little rumor going around that Kreider could be named captain of this team
1: I think he should be I thought he should have been captain a year ago
2: yeah and naming Kreider captain would do a lot for him I think as far as bring it bring his confidence back bring him give him make him make him feel more of a part of this team again um and if he's a part of this team and he's engaged and his confidence is back you're adding another really significant player into your lineup that you didn't have the past couple of years, um, and you know, so you put you name him captain, and then you bring in Gallant. Every team needs a needs a needs, oh, oh, sorry, one more thing. Every team needs heart, heart and toughness. Um, this is this was the Rangers' downfall last year. Everyone thought, you know, it was way over amplified because of the Tom Wilson situation, but it definitely, you know, the, by going out and getting Gaudreau and Ryan Reeves, you really added heart and toughness a lot a lot in one fell swoop like you basically added two-thirds of a line that you know and reeves who is very he's a he's a difficult player in some ways i've talked to people about it you know but you have to know how to handle him and there's no one that knows how to handle him better than gerard Gallant, you know so they've got the perfect situation there
1: except he's never been in new york and he's never played in this division where this division will right. try and exploit what he does it's right. going to be a very difficult season for ryan reeves i, I mean yeah. he didn't
2: play with the penguins right even though he was there very much, and he didn't
0: play a ton with them,
2: it's right?
0: Gonna be, like, for example, it's going to be Ryan Reeves against the entire fourth line of the Islanders, like right. Johnston and 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 um, I put I put Goudreau in there too. Like, I think that you know, I mean, I think he's not, he's, you're, if you're using Barkley Goudreau as an enforcer act, then you're misusing it, not guy. enforcer, but this is you know, this is your third, fourth line, okay? Guy. But let's
1: just talk about it. Goudreau got kicked out of his first preseason game. For checking someone in the back, he just found out the rules about cross-checking, yeah. and he tested them, and he got a game misconduct. If that's part yeah. of his repertoire, nice. he's going to have a problem.
0: Right? Exactly. Now, yeah. now let, let me let me say because okay, here's like I said, one of the four te- the, the the fourth of the four teams that you previewed, and you know, the the one I like the best, and I think they're only a dark horse to. I think they could make the playoffs as a wild card. I think they're a dark horse at best to win the Stanley Cup, but I do love the pieces here. I love the goaltending, and I'll let Russ go go more about Mm. that. Um, The top end of their defense is fantastic with Fox and Truba. I like Lindgren as a defensive defenseman. Keandre Miller is a really good young guy. Um, Forward-wise, the part that you miss when you were going through your list of, you know, they have this, they have that. They're not strong up the middle. I like Zabinajad, and Zabinajad is a number one center. They haven't signed him, and he's gonna probably put up big big points to earn a big deal. I mean, all the reason that they were in on Jack Eichel all year was because they realized they're not strong at right. up, up the middle. Ryan Strom is is a middle of the road number two center, and the only reason that he is that that he is that is because he plays well with Panarin. They've got unbelievable strength and, and potential on the wings with Kako, Lefrenier, um, but they're just not strong enough up the middle to be a contender. And I think they went banana, you know, bananas when it came to over uh, overdoing it when it came to responding to the Tom Wilson thing. Great, you'll fight, you'll you'll win a Pier Six brawl. The whole point is to win games. And if you're gonna de- if you're gonna decompensate games against the Islanders and and the Capitals into into uh, bench clearing brawls from the seventies, they're not gonna win. But right. I, I I like the talent here. But Russ, can,
1: yeah. So so a few things. They're not strong up the middle. If they are counting on Heedle to be an everyday center, I think they're gonna be uh, disappointed in that. If Morgan Barron like doesn't make the team and they go with Rooney because they think is gonna be the center. I think, you know, Kevin Rooney is a very good penalty killer and a very marginal player otherwise. I don't think he offers much. Reeves, look, Reeves had all five points last year. Yes, he, could, he can intimidate in some games. Uh, Reeves is never a reason you're going to win the Stanley Cup. And him and Sammy Blay, I actually think, are going to be dangerous on the line for getting stupid penalties at bad times. I also don't think they're going to play more than nine minutes a game. Anyhow.
0: Yeah. play we'll may pl- play
1: more. Maybe. Maybe. Play Mike. So so there's that. The goaltending is solid. It might be the second best goaltending in that division and one of the you know, six or seven or eight best tandems, I think. It's something in that in that range. Uh uh Kako's got to prove himself. He's right now he's nothing more than a twenty point guy, twenty-five point guy until he shows he can find some space on the ice. If he finds that this year, that's great for them. I'm not worried about Lafreniere. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll have a good year. Uh after that, you know, Goudreau, let's not overrate what he gets as points. He's a really good player, he's a hard yeah. to soul guy, but it's not like Barkley Goudreau is gonna get you 60
0: points.
2: He's not and a point he, guy.
0: He'll kill he'll kill penalties, he'll score in an 82 game season, he'll score about 35 to 40 points. So what he example, does is
2: he's a good momentum guy. He's a good he's a good momentum sure. changer.
1: Sure. But as an example, you're still counting on Hedel and Krafts now yeah. to make up the point difference on the line with Goudreau. That's still a bridge too far. Like that's something we still need to see. kratsoff hasn't proved anything just yet. And he was supposed to be a center, right? That's what, you know, that's what he got drafted as. And he's right. not a center. Right. So I think all of these things taken into account, I still think the Rangers are a bubble playoff team. I don't think they can make it to the cup like this. If they were to make trades and they picked up a top flight center at the trade deadline, that's fine. The other yeah. biggest factor in all of this is and this has happened on every ranger team since the beginning of time <laughs> zabinajad
0: not being signed will be a distraction yes yeah because every reporter will ask uh will ask chris drury when he has media beyond every broadcast right and every, no. they'll ask him the question so is there any any uh, progress with zabinajad Zibane, and it'll drive him crazy the, he is definitely to me
2: he is definitely a, a factor in positive and negative ways, that and it's hard to tell which way it's going to go. Like, it but could he's go a either player, but
1: I just think yeah. this is going to affect the team.
2: Uh, and I think that they might be wise, Dory might be wise to try to move him at some point. He can't, um, wait, all right, let's
1: just let's bring this up, okay? Yeah, like if they move him, where are they getting a number one center? I mean, you, have
2: to, I mean, you have to get a center back for him, you have to be a part of the center. You know, oh, you the only you know, no
0: reason is in an Eichel deal and he yeah. won't play for months, right? There's the, right. the they're not trading Zabiden. No team is trading a center with term for a center that an expiring contract. He's an expiring contract,
2: right? So no, I know that. I know. You
0: can't it, trade a one for one.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, yes, I agree with you, Mike. I, uh, there are, but there are definitely rumors out there that he could be moving i don't know why that the rumors are out there along the lines and not like not just like normal not just like you know murmurs of that you're gonna have to pay him eight nine million dollars
0: a year for seven years right and that might be the reason why
2: not right now i mean right now like after what he after his last season you know like people are waiting to see like how he comes back because of you know he points in
0: 56 games he absolutely will get paid from that yeah he started slow because of recovering from covid and he had he was fantastic and he was right? fantastic. Mm-hmm.
2: I know. Um, and I agree. Um, I, I think that, you know, yeah, I, I think you can definitely get a lot. I think you can get a lot for him. It, you, it, you can it, get a lot, but you won't if be you able to know him. you can sign him. Like if the Rangers allow you to talk to him, talk to his, talk to his agent and say, okay, we'll work something out.
1: Sure. But again, you can't make up the center gap on that team in that trade.
2: And the problem with that trade is that trade has to happen before the beginning of the season. Cause you can't like have a guy's agent talking to you talking to another team during the season.
1: Right. And it's not going to happen. They're
2: not doing that. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think Eichel, I don't think, what if everything I've heard, the Sabres are not going to move Eichel to the Rangers. They just, they don't, they don't, the Sabres want to move Eichel to the West.
1: Yeah, I can um, see that.
2: And they, they, you know, the Kings and, and it basically is the Kings and the, and Vegas. I mean, really, that's really comes down to. Um, and the Kings have a Kings feel like they have a pretty good shot. The Kings have a lot of prospects that the that the Sabres like. There's a, there's a, there's gonna be a really major deal there with like five or six guys coming. But I've heard it, but that would all it all depends on, you know, and also mm-hmm. Minnesota's in there as a outside thing for Eichel, but um I think Minnesota sort of has moved on at this point. But it but you know, LA but Vegas, Vegas is Vegas and LA are definitely going to be the ones one of those could be stupid enough to jump on Eichel right now.
0: Like it and mm-hmm. I've heard that. One well, of those- that way, the, the, if it's stupid, it's Vegas because yeah, you know, the, because we know that they're operating not out of, you know, smart hockey moves. They're operating because their owner wants to win and they'll do anything to do it. I mean, they're, yeah. they're making they're making bad hockey decisions, bad trades. And yeah. so that, that's probably the motivation. there.
1: Here's the other thing, too. I don't want to anoint Gerard Gallant until I see what he does in New York because – Michel Bergeron came into New York with impeccable credentials from it's Quebec true. and he was a disaster and other coaches have been a disaster too, because of the market and the pressure and the way things are, the practice rank isn't close. You have to deal with it. You know, again, Gerard Gallant has never had to deal with any kind of traffic or any kind of everyday problems that you were going to have to deal
2: it with. There was not assistant in Montreal, remember. Um, and there was, that was, uh, an
1: assistant doesn't have to deal with anything. He is going to have to deal with major issues, major traffic issues, major school issues with his kids, all those kinds of things before he ever gets to the rink. There's a lot of distractions in in New York City. Unless
0: living in a condo right around the corner from MSG, he's going to have to deal with that stuff. He won't have that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It. Well, everything you're
2: saying is right, and the center thing is, and you know, Gallant has has coached without a center, like he, like the you know, Vegas has had has had their share of issues at center as well, right? We know that too, and and he's been in that spot where he's made a team work without having a real strong center group. Um, that is another thing I like about him in New York. I think the thing that I really like about him the most in New York is that Gallant, I think, gets what it takes to win in the NHL right now. And I don't think the Rangers have had a coach that. I think it. there's something to that. I do.
1: You know, and and well. I think
2: that the, the fast playing thing, I think Galant Gallant had chances to go to a lot of places. Like Galant could have, he was offered the Seattle job, I was told. He had that opportunity if he wanted to. I mean, he do really, I even
1: mention that the Islanders shut him out the other day or I don't mention that?
2: <laughs> well, it's like you say, it's, pre, it's preseason. Let's well, I know,
1: but again, this is your first, hold on. It may be preseason, but it's your first time with this team and you got shut out.
2: Yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah, and you're right, and 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 the Islanders are probably the best te- defensive team in hockey. So like, yeah, like, let's give the Rangers a little bit of a chance to get things what, going here. But
0: what what, what I, I want to ask Russ is, you okay? You've got two situations. One we just talked about Jad, where he's making a little over five. He's probably going to almost double that on a new deal. Adam Fox wins the Norris. He's made. He's on his EL- the last year of his ELC right if you compare him to comparable defensemen meaning McCarr, McCarr mm-hmm. uh Hughes McAvoy he's going to make anywhere between 7 to 9 million a year how can they afford both of those how can they fit those two contracts in uh, i mean that means Strom they probably don't re- oh, Strom will be gone
1: right? he has a short term deal anyhow yeah
0: right but i mean you know Kreider's not going anywhere Panarin's not going anywhere um do they trade Jacob Truba? I think they might
1: i, I mean no niels Lundqvist. I've i think make- the
2: true is a possible captain of this team like that's what no I'm i don't
1: thinking. think so i don't think so Nils- i think Lundqvist, that would be
2: crazy but it
1: would be i think niels Lundqvist will make the team this year uh that helps them with their with their defensive depth they also have tarma riunin and a couple of other guys that are close so i think at some point uh if you decide trubas contracts too much as physical as lingering can be i think you could do without yeah uh, Jacob Trubor so i think in a couple of years they could survive without him
2: yeah i do too um
0: i think he's got, a, he, he's got a no move clause so yeah, that whatever he, you know yeah that that yeah. complicates it but it doesn't make it, it does, impossible it does it does complicate it
2: i mean I, and i and you know I, they're in a tough division there's no question about it. this is this is a very this is a very tough division um yeah,
1: the devils are, are a decent team
0: now
2: devils are a better team than they were i mean carolina's remember is back in this carolina's a good team they're a really good team Oh, buddy did you hear what nevekovic no i can never say his name sorry thank you him what he said the other day i was listening on xm and when they were interviewing him what he said about coming to detroit he's like um he's like well you know it's really something to come to an original six team where things are going to be handled in a much more professional way i was like whoa hold on man oh i mean i think there's that was something but this is a young young goal i mean. That was a pretty slamming back. thing to say. You're talking about a guy who was nominated for the call. No, of, I know. I know. Weren't you weren't going to right qualify. But he doesn't have a right to say that. But you don't hear guys saying that kind of thing very often. Well, what do you no, expect?
0: From- they disrespected him in every possible way. Right. What do you expect he,
2: yeah, he when, back. The,
0: when the owner runs that team like a friggin'
1: sideshow? Again, not disagreeing with him. I'm just I saying think, that Look, son- I think we could let, – let's say it like this. You, you basically waived him. Any team could have picked him up, then he was your best playoff goalie because he was like, yeah, he's our guy, he does that, yeah. and then you don't qualify him yeah and so, you lose you know. Hamilton
2: and you lose Hamilton, which I think is losing Hamilton I think is something that didn't have to happen like I really think right. that they it it had it had to happen because they just waited too long to get it done like if they had they had time last year to bring Hamilton to extend Hamilton and it could have kept him there. They didn't have to wait until this whole big thing. It really, they kind of blew it on that one. Um, and I again, I, I feel the really the GM I feel the worst for is in this whole league is, is Waddell. Like, I think that he is in.
1: I don't feel bad for Tom Waddell. I feel bad for, and I'll tell you why. Okay, I don't feel bad for Tom Waddell. Don Waddell
2: and Tom, yeah,
1: Don Waddell, rather. You said Tom, you Tom
2: go. Dundon, yeah, Tom Dundon yeah. and Don Waddell. Waddell.
1: I don't feel bad for him because he didn't have to take the job, right? He took the job at less pay because that's the job he could get, and so that, that was his choice. I, I feel, I feel worse. Here's the.
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, here's what I want to say about that. Like Kevin, Kevin knows Waddell better than I do, but if he was on here, you he might, I don't know, I don't know how he backed this up or not, but Waddell cares a lot about his, about the fans of the city he's in. And he really, and, and this is something I've always, Waddell has Waddell probably is more.
1: Does he care about female fans? Is that why they got Tony D'Angelo on the team?
2: No, it's does he care not. about
1: Russian fans
2: no i'm just saying probably probably more like he probably took this he i think he did not he did not want this job to be the gm anymore but he took it because he felt like the 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 only way it was the only way that they were going to get anybody in there that was going to bring them some possibility of winning i just think that he doesn't want to say
1: this and i want to say it real clear when he came out when when basically don waddell came out and said that he asked around about D'Angelo, and nobody had anything bad to say about him. <laughs> Again, all you had to do was talk to any Russian player on the Rangers, Chris Prider who punched him in the face. Yeah. Steve Eiserman, when he uh, was like, yeah, I think Eiserman was the GM when they drafted him. Yes. Or Julian Breezebois even, because he was probably still there as the assistant when they drafted him. Any of those teams that gave up on Tony D'Angelo, did he talk
0: to any of them?
1: Or he well, talked to a few players that said he's okay.
0: Well, no, Ross. Mm. What happened was all the calls went to voicemail and then were dumped. Yeah. That's what happened. I know
1: yeah. a lot of Canes fans act that are not yeah. happy with the answer. Oh, yeah, Dean no, I do too. I
2: also. do too. I do too. And I'm, I'm you See, know, that that's, that's a perfectly fair Kane's... point you're making. I'm just yeah, showing back yeah. to when Weddell took the job and why he took the job, not based on the. No, I mean, that's what you're fine. Saying, okay, that's fine. What you're saying now okay. is legitimate. And, and 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 all the criticism is like, I'm going I'm to criticize yeah. him hard for. DeVellkvich, I'm going to criticize him higher for Hamilton. Hey. Those are two things he. Sh- I said but, it right.
0: But we have fan appreciation. We have the storm surge, so everything's great.
2: It's just a crazy that that is such a that they are such a good team. Really, at the end of the well, day, you can
1: thank you can thank Brendamore for that. You, you
2: can, can thank Brendamore, and Grant. you got to give waddell some credit for that. Um, you do
0: have to give some credit. Yeah, some credit, but you have to thank Ron Francis for drafting most yeah. of the players. But Ron Francis made some pretty
2: bad trades with Carolina. I, I, there's some like, Francis gave like gave, handed Chicago a lot of good players, um, you know. And well, it went
0: uh, both ways. They got Tara Vinen as a salary dump. Now he's one of their best. Yeah, players. no, that's
2: true. I mean, I'll give you that. I mean, I, listen, I, I thought Francis. I thought Francis is job in carolina was average at best, i'll
0: tell so. you who i'll give the credit to
1: the guy who drafted was responsible for his staff and a lot of those people were tony mcdonald and he left a few yeah. years ago that's who i'll give credit to.
2: yeah that's a good point it's a really good point i don't know you would know better than i would i know him. i know um and this is something i wanted to ask you guys before so that, that's my thought on the rangers um and i really do i really do like fin- to finish up on the rangers i really do like i yeah. know i'm saying uh, my argument for these blogs are gonna be that every team can win a stanley cup and every team can win a stanley cup because that's the way hockey works but this is a team I really think can win this Daily Cup. And I, and I, you know, and as, as I've been going through, and one of the things I was doing, by the way, that I'm going to do, I went through the last four years of, of predictions for the three of us. And I'm going, when we do our predictions this year, I'm going to have a scoreboard on how we have done over the last four years you're going to be surprised uh, at the results like uh, based on, so basically the way you know you get you get no points if you get you, you know the higher it's like golf the higher the word the higher the score the worse. so like if you have like a guy in first and a team in first that ends up in fourth right three points i
0: so have like very closer. little
1: expectations that i've done well in this area trust well, me none of Obviously,
0: us have done great okay i'm, I'm expecting to be excoriated by act but uh, let me let me just but no it's a it's a fun thing it took a it, long time so
2: it. it's fun. a fun That's thing fun. to do um We'll go through it before the, before you. Another thing I wanted oh. to we'll talk to you guys about later is I think we should do a I think at some point this week we should do a um or next week I think we should have our own little hockey draft league this year I think it'd be fun to do. Okay. Um, we'll talk about that further, but uh, with Kevin like the four of us having four teams like a four team league would be fine.
0: Um, the two prospects I would pick out and I, I mean, dropping this on you, cause you know, the Rangers so well, one is Lundquist, who you yeah. mentioned. And, uh, w- would you rather talk about Zach Jones or Braden Schneider?
1: I'll talk about Schneider. Um, cause I think Zach Jones kind of proved himself a little last year. I mean, Schneider is good. He's not ready yet. Schneider. I don't want people to think he's ready yet because when you're going to play a, a physical role, the way he plays. He's not quite there. I saw some of that in those two games with the Flyers that it, it just he needs a little more strength behind that kind of play but uh, his skating was really good his defense is solid and and his offense is there. He's not a great offensive player but I think he's similar to Truba where he'll put up those kinds of points right and so I, I think that he's on the way with that. Lunkfist is just tremendous. He was one of the best guys if not the best defensively and that's better than York and Zamula in both of those games. Well, he only played the one, I think. Is he in
2: relation to Lundqvist? No, no,
1: it's it's spelled different. Was
2: this K instead of a Q? By the way, did you hear the controversy that's going on between um, Lundqvist and Zubov? Did you hear this whole
1: thing? No, we'll hear that in a minute. So the only thing I want to say um, with Niels Lundqvist is that um, his skating's great. He Mm. makes the, the, the hard passes look easy. He is ridiculously calm. He doesn't turn the puck over. Uh, there was a play where he just kept basically played keep away from two Osama Suamala, the uh, Flyers' second-round pick this year. Yeah. Couldn't even touch him on it. He had to give up on the play because Lunkfist was just keeping it away from him, and he, he just couldn't get it. Uh, terrific shot. Knows when to jump on the play. Like, he's ready. He He's a guy that I was high on when he got drafted. I think I told the story. We went to a tournament. It was uh, in, in – uh, in, in Detroit it was in Plymouth and right. it was him and Adam Boquist we got the numbers wrong all so we all thought that um Lundqvist was Boquist and he wasn't and when we found out that it was Lundqvist doing that we were like wow he's actually better than Adam Boquist wow. in this game and he probably was in that tournament and it just showed that like that's when I first realized this guy was really good so I think I think he is going to be a very big surprise and and a really good player. So now what's the what's the uh controversy?
2: Okay, so December 13th um is the night that the Rangers are going to celebrate Lundqvist and they're going to have a uh... They're gonna retire his jersey, is that right? Am I no, right? January twenty, January something. Oh, well, wait, wait, okay, January twenty. Okay, sorry. Okay, you're wrong. Yeah, wrong. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Here you go. January twenty eighth, two thousand twenty two. Yep, right. Sorry about that. Versus the Capitals. No, that. I'm sorry. Not the Rangers. The Rangers game is not versus Capitals. That's the same night, though. Turns out that the Stars are going to retire Zubov's number. Now, people are like up in arms at the NHL about this. I'm um, talking to somebody at the league today, and they're like. You know, they they don't like the idea that, you know, you you would like to give each guy his own kind of night in the league, you know, like Zuboff.
1: Are any of these games nationally broadcast?
2: I don't know. But if they're I think, not, I
1: don't see the problem. But the concept yeah, I,
2: is, you know, don't you think that I mean you have all these possible games. Don't you think you should have like a each like well, why have Lundqvist's number retired and Zubov's number retired? It
0: would be one it would be one thing if they were both East Coast games that started at seven o'clock. Right. But the Rangers game starts at seven and the Dallas game, if it's in Dallas, starts at eight thirty or nine, so right. there is no conflict.
2: No, but still, that it's like a sports center. It's like a sports center thing. Like you know, you're gonna have like you know, you're gonna have a story. You have a story on Zubov. You have a story. It's gonna on...
0: be on Sports Center for 15 seconds. It's about
1: as much time yeah, as yeah. I mean, the coverage that ESPN's given hockey so far is not great, so I'm not all that concerned about it. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. If one of them were nationally broadcast, then I would say, okay, maybe there's an issue there.
2: Well, zubov versus the Capitals. i
1: mean zubov was a good ranger right? he's he a was great a... ranger listen him and Leech on their right. power play was tremendous i didn't want them to trade zubov i thought it was idiotic
2: yeah i mean i'm kind of surprised they didn't have zubov's retirement against the rangers you know like that would have been the, that well, that would be great team's...
1: but maybe they just couldn't make it happen
2: yeah um but they're doing it against the oh. capitals who i'm not sure who lundquist is who they're playing who lundquist's game against is i didn't look
0: yeah Absolutely. i didn't look either um maybe it's yeah. against the capitals since uh, since he that was his other team
2: I would say Capitals would be. I mean, Capitals would be good because of the Backstrom thing. You know, like I think that, that you know having two, like two of his top Swedish guys. You know, like that's definitely not a bad idea. I mean, Backstrom and Lundquist are obviously, you know, good buddies. They played on a ton yeah. of teams together. And,
0: and then after Lundquist drops the ceremonial puck, Ryan Reeves can beat the crap out of Tom Wilson.
2: Fantastic! I know, I know that yeah. game. Open opening night, Rangers Capitals. Um, Reeves Wilson. That's gonna be something. I mean, that's gonna have a a thing to it. It's against um, the
1: Minnesota Wild, which again, mm-hmm. so this is weird. Years right. ago, I was at the Mike Richter retirement, and it came off the heels of like the All Star game. I think I came home like a day early or whatever, and I believe it was against the Minnesota Wild too.
2: Really, same thing. I'm is this like sure. is this like an example? Of the Rangers just trying to make make a team that they feel like people don't really want to watch normally. Maybe like they're picking a game that's like as random as you can kind of get. Yeah, the wild. There's there are there's absolutely no rivalry between the wild. And it happens
1: right around range. the same time of the year. It was. I know, you know, well,
0: I'll, I'll tell you why. Late in, in and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Who is Lundquist's best friend? Matt Zuccarello. Ah, oh,
1: good call. good call. Good call. Yeah, you know what? Richter's was on February fourth, and that's a good comment. But I'm not sure it's exactly because of that. I think. I think this just may be a situation of the schedule, just
0: the way the schedule. It, I, I, it's a plus. it's yeah. a plus. It is a plus. I mean, no, I yeah, think it.
2: that's a good one. I like. That. I like if that if that makes some best best sense. Best it makes some sense. He's it, yeah, he's his good friend, and um, you know, a back like I said, Backstrom, I'm sure I don't know what the relationship they have, but I can't imagine that they're. I, can, I They probably played in a hundred games together, Backstrom. They, they,
0: they definitely wouldn't choose uh, the, the against the Leafs because mm-hmm. William Nylander would tackle them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: It is. It was against the Minnesota Wild. It was. That's so
2: funny.
1: I Honestly, I think it's just because of the time of the year and the schedule. I don't think it has anything to do with Zuccarello because this is too much of a coincidence. I don't know. Dates are close. The dates are close. It's difference of February 4th and what? January 28th. That's close. They
2: picked January 28th. And the, so the, the the stars people are upset because the stars had that date picked for Zubov way ahead, right? They had it picked yeah. earlier, um, and but they Richter's feel like you're stepping on them toes. In two thousand
1: and three, what was that? Richter's retirement was Richter's in
2: two thousand three. Oh man! Every time you mention Mike Richter, I just got to say, you know, oh geez, here we go. There's, no, there's there's nobody that should be in the Hall of Fame more than Mike Richter. Yeah, I don't disagree. He is the he is the most disrespected goalie in NHL history. I'm throwing it out there right now like for what he's for what he i mean you guys want to stay
1: for his total for his total accomplishments i agree again yeah um he was even the top goalie in the league when he blew his knee apart in that idiotic all-star game where they had the most shots competition and decided right. it was a good idea to watch like mike richter make like 30 40 saves in like a minute and a half span and then it of course was he,
2: fantastic to watch
1: it was and then the next day he couldn't walk
2: but that was it yeah that, that was a bad i mean but yeah, Mike Richter at the top of his game was just by far one of the most exciting players ever to watch. Yeah, and, there's no question. And just like watch. you know, and in fact, he he wins. The Rangers don't win that cup without him. USA does not win the World Cup you without him. You can
1: ask Pavel Borey what it was like when he stoned him on on oh, yeah, the penalty that's just shot. A moment I will never
2: forget when Borey I mean,
1: became a Ranger. They so he talked about that like that was a big deal in his life. Like that was yeah for oh, both yeah, of them. I mean,
2: Jonathan Quick, you know, was to me like was the, was the was the was the next Mike Richter in a lot of ways, but. Quick was not Richter, you know. Richter just had as, as good as, and Quick won a couple cups, obviously, and, and it was great. Yeah. But Richter just was so, so crazy good and so good under pressure and such a good person on top of it all. Oh, no, just he, like, he, he's great. Yeah, I mean, just how that guy does not have, is not on the Hall of Fame. It's and just, he's
1: still worried about getting CTE, like he does a lot for that because he got that skull fracture, which is what made him yeah. retire. Yeah, and so he does worry about CTE, and this is like a, a very smart guy. Like I, I, I hope it doesn't um, happen to him.
2: Also, the only NHL goalie that I ever played against, um, <laughs> as, as a youth, um, I did play. I did play against him, and we played for Flower Town out here, and yeah. um, you know, at, at the arena in uh, Chestnut Hill. I,
0: I, I played against Casper Kapanen and against Mike Richter. The thing Casper yeah. Kapanen was eight. No, Kapanen was eight this. on the
2: driveway of his house. Okay, I that will say this: different. we
1: always we always laugh about you know, the Bobby Ryan Cherry Hill stuff, but the amount but Mike of, Richter I,
2: Mike Richter was nice even back then. Like, but I remember, the amount
1: of coverage that Mike Richter has gotten over the years from being at this Flowertown Academy is just incredible.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, it's it is incredible, but the thing was he's he was a big not his family's a big part of the community. too. It's like a big it's not just like, you know, Flower Town's about 3 mi- the Flower Town Academy is like 4 miles from where I sit right now. Okay. Um but when I was a kid, I it was I lived I lived in South Jersey, so it was pretty far right. away. Right. But um and I played at that Flower I played open hockey at that Flower Town place a lot. Um at that arena still and then Mike Richter is like there's he's hanging in the rafters there. It's all over the place, you know. It's definitely it's something special.
0: Yeah. Just just before we finish the show today is uh, the anniversary, the 49th anniversary of the, uh, the game that, you know, stood the world on its head, which was the game eight of the Canada, Russia series, uh, the, the, the famous Paul Henderson goal, 49th year, 49th, seven, oh, man, next year will be something, huh? Yeah. And, and, uh, it's, you know, I mean, I was only five years old when that game was played. I. I I know that I was watching it. I don't remember it. I of course, I was not we were, watching it. Yeah, but uh, we, we got the game good. on. We got the game uh, off of Canadian TV through through our rabbit ears and the, and the snow on the <laughs> screen. We watched it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for yeah, people who are, there's no
1: more game eights.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Those
2: right. were the days, Mike, when you had to get hockey off the snow thing. But, I mean, I, rest. I love that. But, what,
0: but the thing is that pe- people don't remember is that wasn't the best players that canada had because of the split gordy howe was in the wha bobby right or- so was bobby hall bobby orr was injured you know you had guys like bill white and gary bergman and uh you know ronnie ellis who was a really good player paul Henderson mm-hmm. was a good player there, there were good players there were great players on the team but there were only like there was it was not a the best that canada could offer um, and you know they had Dryden and Esposito and Goal, but it, you know it wasn't like like all all. St- I mean they they had they they had young a young Gil Perrault and a young Richard Martin and a young Marcel Dion. Yeah, but they did. had Dryden and Esposito and Goal. That's that's really right. But <laughs> the point I was I make Russ is that those three players they were they were early in their career and they were all like really good and they didn't play them and they went back to North America because they weren't going to play. Yeah so but yes what year was
2: it 71 72 72 yeah a year later bernie pront would have been the goalie and would have dominated
0: (laughs) yeah bernie bernie pram was in the wha at that point
2: in wha at that time yep Yep. yeah went for the money I know, I know as a lot of guys did and you could not blame them. I mean oh, back, can't
1: blame back
2: then, no. you know, the but, I mean I've talked to many times that people from like old old people like that, it, people it talk about the AHL, you know, and people who played for AHL teams because the money was just as good and you weren't going to get yeah. traded around. Sorry, you, could, sorry, you could go someplace power. you could your family could settle down, you knew your you knew you could raise your kids in the town. Yeah. So people who played their whole careers in Hershey just because you know, they're gonna make almost the same amount of money and they knew they could stay in Hershey for the rest Don, of the
0: kids. Johnny Bauer didn't want to leave Cleveland when he was, yeah. he was picked up by Toronto because he was making more money in the AHL than he would in the NHL.
2: Because it wasn't like a million dollars versus a hundred thousand dollars. It was like, you know, sixty thousand dollars versus fifty thousand dollars. It was right, like right. you right. know, it was like it was like really incredible. And 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 often the sixty thousand dollars was in the was in the AHL or the W you know, or yeah, right. But you know, you didn't have the prestige of playing there. Uh great stuff as always, folks. Um Really good stuff but what i want to talk to you about rest maybe tomorrow we'll discuss this um just think about this is all because as i mentioned today with the with kak and with capo and um and lafrenier mm-hmm. are there other guys like that um who we are going to be surprised by because like because we haven't seen what they really are because of COVID. like the okay. the development of players that some guys that could just jump out at us now and um you know tell me who you think mike you can come up with the same thing too and just like come up with some players who really could be the breakout type guys and I have,
0: a, I have a top seventy-five list from the hockey news that uh, we teased. Yeah, out. I want to get into that. Um, I
2: think we should do that maybe after we do our draft. That'd be kind of fun. Um, and I, and uh, for my draft idea, I think we should do like we should all draft like maybe like one line and one extra forward and one extra defenseman and two goalies or something like that, and just have That's a fine. thing that runs through the year where we, everything would be fun. So we'll see about it. We'll talk about it later. We'll get details about that, but it should be all of us. If we can get Anthony on too, that'd be great. If we could figure out a time, we could do five of us. But if otherwise, it could be the four of us. Okay. All right. All the time we have for today, folks, we went a little bit long. Sorry about that out there in Radio Land. Go join your other regularly scheduled program already in progress. Remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We will talk to you.
1: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved,
1: we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're
0: here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry